Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Prosperity by the Pine. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, and self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is a podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success, all while having a cold beer. This is episode 80, and I'm pumped to talk about this episode because I find it to be an extremely intriguing topic, and that is the topic of whether or not April 2020, or the COVID crash, was a once-in-a-lifetime investing opportunity. Uh, and to the nitty-gritty business of the meat of the uh, the episode here is the beer of the week, which is comes to us from Team Left Hand. I'm a lefty, so I appreciate that. Team Left Hand Brewing Company out of Longmont, Colorado. And uh, their uh, beers benefit the National MS Society, so drinking for a cause here. And this one is Wheels, Goose round goes round i think the ghost is supposed to be something goes goes round it's not spelled correctly so i'm assuming it means something else this is a uh it's an ale with so just find the description healer uh ale brewed with raspberry and lemon peel wheels goes goes a round all right here we go Woo. Very heavy on the raspberry. It's not bad, though. This is pretty good. A um, little heavy on the raspberry. I don't taste any of the lemon. We'll, sit, we'll try taste number two. I would drink this. This is this, it's, a, it's a fruity beer, um, so it's not my favorite. I wouldn't drink like six of them, but I, I could drink one or two. All right, so the corona market crash, the COVID crash, uh, the, 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 the crash that engulfed us in 2020, Ended on March 23rd. It started uh, February 18th, roughly. <clears throat> now, the, the genesis of... The, I'm going to give you a little backstory here and why I wanted to do this episode. So during that time period, I was telling my wife that like excess cash flow goes to stocks. And I said it a lot. And so a lot of people are pinching pennies so they can stock up on on toilet paper and uh, paper towel and all kinds of other things. You guys remember the shelves were empty at some of the grocery stores. I was trying to pinch pennies so I could put every extra dollar that we had into the market. Now, during this time period, investors were scared. I, I manage money for a, a number of clients, and I'm the chief investment officer at a firm. And, and so I can tell you that investors were scared. Um, and and they, their, their scaredness was a little bit derivative of how scared of the virus they were, right? Um, if they were extremely concerned about their, their, their mortality as it relates to this virus, they were extremely scared about the markets. And if they were not scared about the virus, they were likely, but still, you know, close to needing their money because of retirement or whatever, were still probably mildly scared about the, uh, the markets. Now, this isn't every client. I had clients that I was calling and they're wanting to know if they should put money in. More on that in a minute. So during markets March, Mar- investors were scared. That's that's the genesis, and you can see it by the, the the selling that was going on. We had markets going limited, you know, limit down, which means they were shutting down for periods of time. And, and so Warren Buffett has a saying, and I love this saying. It says to be fearful when others are greedy, and be greedy when others are fearful. And the idea behind that is, is if everybody's panicking and selling, now's the time to buy. And if the, if everybody's getting crazy and you're getting stop stock tips from your shoe shine boy, then it's probably something going on where the markets are a little high, right? So th- there's reason 
to be scared during that time frame, though, right? This isn't a general normal market crash. This was a black swan, uh, unprecedented event almost, right? So the market was crashing. The country was on lockdown. You probably knew somebody that was laid off. Uh, you probably knew businesses that were closing. Um, you know, people were out of work. We had record unemployment numbers coming in, fresh unemployment. We had a really healthy, strong economy going into this, and which which helps. If things were weak at the, at the start, it would have been even worse. But you know, you had March Madness getting canceled, uh, schools going going completely virtual on the on the flip of a switch. You had CNBC ran like five straight weeks of markets in turmoil. It's it's sort of like special in the evening where they just they just exasperate about it. The markets being in turmoil and it exasperates all this this negative energy on the market and 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 it gets it, there's a very there's a very human element to markets and the behavior that they go through because it's, you know, a lot of it's computer traded, but much of it is emotion and, and driven, right? And so as investors panic and sell, it, it it snowballs and snowballs and snowballs until it doesn't. Eventually, it just stops. And it did. It just stopped. And it stopped on March 23rd. So despite all these reasons to be afraid, the economy being shut down, schools uh, uh, being shut down, market madness being canceled, unemployment numbers, a deadly virus, CNBC's markets in turmoil, et cetera, et cetera, I really wasn't that, that, that scared about markets. I didn't know when this was going to stop. Nobody knew when this was going to stop. But I knew eventually it would. And if I can take a 10, 20, 30, 40% discount on a stock or an index, I'm going to take it while I can because... It, I have a long time before I need my investments. And even if I don't have that long of a time, if you have years, markets almost always will be higher 10 years from now than they are today. And almost always five years. Not always, but very often two years, right? So the longer the duration, the more likely that you have that markets are going to recover. And so either they're going to recover or they're not. And if they don't recover, then we have a new uh, economic dystopia where the only thing that's worth money anyways is bullets and bottled water. And I think I've used that saying before. So either they're going to recover and I'm going to make a lot of money or they're not. And the only thing worth money is bullets and bottled water and maybe penicillin, right? So I, I would I would place my bet on that they're going to recover. So having studied markets, I, I knew they would rebound, right? Every market crash felt like it was the one, the one that was going to end it all, to tip it over, to turn us into an economic dystopia of which we've never seen and take us back to the you know the 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 gilded age of of knights and shining armor and where we have no electronic currency and we have uh ATMs are cashed out and the bread lines are starting to pile up I knew that that wasn't going to happen I didn't know when it was going to recover but I was pretty comfortable saying I'll just invest. And you know what? I'm not touching the money anyways. So I was doing everything I could to to invest as much of my money as I can. And I was reaching out to many clients and talking to them if they were on the ledge, talking them off the ledge, trying to keep them from selling. I wasn't successful with everybody. Most I think I was. Uh, and I had a few uh, that 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 uh, were asking me what I was doing. And I said, I am investing my money. I'm tapping into my savings account. I'm using my emergency fund, not for an emergency, but for an emergency stock buy, buying stocks. Uh, and people... People invested more money. Some did, not all of them, obviously, but 
some did. And so by April 2nd, and this is why I, this made me think of this today, I had to go and look at Facebook, uh, scrolling through the timeline for different things. And on April 2nd, I posted on Facebook, if I say excess cash flow goes to stocks one more time, my wife is going to stab me. And so other than people reaching out for my well-being, uh, there was other people commenting saying, that's really, that's a good idea, yada, yada. And so by April 2nd, that, that's where I was at in this household because my wife would be like, hey, we need more diapers. And I'm like, well, too bad. Excess cash flow goes to stocks. I'm kidding. I wasn't depriving my kids of diapers, but you get what I'm saying. Beer break real quick. All right. So what I wanted to go into this is is here's the question was this a once in a lifetime buying opportunity so first i'm going to backtrack and say what happened with the crash so it really started on february 18th u.s large cap stocks were up pretty much everything else was down from january 1st to february 18th down ever so slightly you're looking at uh, emerging markets international developed and small cap stocks were down um, but i'm just going to run from february, january 1st to march 23rd s p was down about 30 percent uh, emerging markets down about 31, international developed down about 34, and small cap value. This is a killer because uh, many investors own a significant amount of small cap value because there's research that indicates that small companies that are value-oriented outperform large companies that are growth-oriented over long periods of time. That hasn't been true in recent years, but I digress. So many investors have small value. It's in my portfolio as well. It was down 45%. So there's not really many crashes that we can compare this to, at least not in modern times, um, with the speed of it. So, you know, you're talking between February 18th and March 23rd, uh, anywhere from 30 to 50% off of different, uh, different indexes, right? Um, and so uh, if you're looking at that and saying, wow, that's like a four-week period of time. We had basically four weeks and 30 to 45, 50% of uh, uh, markets were down, or they were down 30 to 45%. The only thing really comparable to that would be the crash of 87. That was Black Monday. And so most of this crash happened in a day. This is before we had uh, market circuit breakers, where if things were going down, it would turn off the markets for the day or for 15 minutes or a period of time. Uh, so before 87, we didn't have those circuit breakers. So circuit breakers kicked in during the COVID crash. I don't know if it would have been significantly worse. I suspect it would have, uh, but it helps slow things down, especially with computerized trading. Circuit breakers are very, very important tool uh, that we use now. But in 1987, the Dow lost about 34% in two weeks. Most of that was in a single day, about 19 or 20%, I believe, going off of memory with that one. And so we have four weeks, we lost about 20% or about 30%. The, the Black Monday crash of 1987, 34% in two weeks. That's a, those are the most comparable. Uh, 2008, the Great Recession, that was a much longer, steeper uh, crash. Uh, not steeper, it was longer, more drawn out. You had the tech bubble in 99 uh, that, that, that burst in early 2000. And that was, uh, in certain segments, it was really steep, but it, wasn't, it didn't grab everything and pull it down in a really quick fashion like this COVID crash. Um, so what happened was the market eventually just stopped selling off. Some of it was stimulus. Some of it was research indicating the virus wasn't as deadly as we originally thought. We originally, people were estimating 4% death rate. That's because we had such limited information coming out of China. Uh, and I think everybody was on board with shutdowns at first because if it's a 4% death rate, oh my God, why, right? And, and it might be for certain segments of the population, but the general population isn't a 4% death rate. But anyways, there's information coming in the market that made it stop selling off, just did on March 23rd. And it turned around and it shot straight up. 
And so I didn't run the numbers for March 23rd. It would be even more dramatic. But I ran the numbers from April April 1st because of my post on April 2nd. So I feel like that's fair because I was probably getting stabbed for spending emergency fund money and not spending, but investing emergency fund money at that particular point. But March 23rd was the low. And, and these numbers would be even more dramatic. But April 1st, April 1st until the market closed on 11.17. The reason I'm using 11.17 is I'm recording this on 11.18, so it's the most recent data that I can have. The S&P 500 was up, is up 48%. Emerging markets, up 48%. Um, International developed, up 42%. And small cap value, drum roll, up 63% from April 1st. These numbers are more like 70% if you ran it from March 23rd, but you're never going to time the bottom. So the question at hand is, was this a once in a lifetime buying opportunity? And maybe you took advantage of it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you got scared. Maybe you didn't have the funds to invest because you're still establishing. I don't know. Uh, Maybe your situation, maybe you did. Maybe you did make a bunch of money. If you did, awesome. But if you didn't, or if you want to again, are you going to have another opportunity in your lifetime? So Yes, but probably not many. Not like this one. Not where it was that short of a turnaround. I didn't, nobody expected that quick of a turnaround. It was a combination of different things, stimulus, uh, basically uh, cutting interest rates to zero, uh, uh, PPP, uh, you know, relief for small business owners, all those different things contributed. Now the news of a vaccine has really shot up certain sectors in the market, including uh, small value, banking, and uh, and energy sectors, travel, uh, the BEACH um, uh, uh, acronym, if you will, which is like booking, entertainment, airlines, uh, uh, travel, and what's the H? Hospitality. That's the BEACH acronym of different sectors. So y- there will be another crash in your lifetime. Uh, if you're any reasonable amount of age, there's uh, going to be another crash in your lifetime. There will likely be several. We have huge crashes on average once every five to 10 years. Uh, will there be one where the market loses 40, 35, 40 percent in three or four weeks and then rebounds uh, by 40 or 50 percent in a couple of months? I don't know. I would suspect that we'd probably see at least another one or two of these in the next 30 or 40 years. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, that quick of a turnaround is just unprecedented. Nothing else came back that quickly. 87 was pretty, pretty dramatically close. Uh, but it was, again, it was a different scenario because the market was already so high for the year. In October, that happened 34% off, and the market still finished the year up by 2%. So it wasn't like a dramatic turnaround. Uh, it was a little bit of a bump back, but it was, a, it was coming off at such a high point. That wasn't the case this time around. So will there be another opportunity like this? Probably. What is going to be the key is not being fearful, having a plan, having extra cash that you can deploy it at that point, and not keeping your emotions and your fear out of it. So, so be greedy when others are fearful, not, not, not buying into that narrative that's so easy to do, that herd mentality that the world's ending, everything's collapsing. That herd mentality does you really, really well when we're trying to, our, 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 um, our, our, 
wild cells trying to survive from lions, right? Staying with the herd is great. But when you're trying to manage your portfolio, being an individual thinker uh, and having a plan and being logical is a much, much better approach. And so I think there will probably be other opportunities like this. I don't know if that they're going to be as dramatic as this, but there's always going to be market crashes and there's always going to be times in which it's more advantageous to invest than others. We can't pick and choose when those are going to be. Sometimes they just plop on our plate, right? But in times like this, that, just remember, excess cash flow goes to stocks. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, wherever you listen. That's where we are. The topics that I discuss in this podcast are meant to be general information and educational only. I'm not giving you specific advice because I don't know you personally. In order to give you specific advice, you should work with an advisor or someone that can learn your specific situation and give you advice that applies to you. If I talk about a specific security, please keep in mind I'm not recommending that security. And don't forget, investing involves risk. When you invest, there's always the possibility of losing capital, which is why you should consult with a qualified, licensed financial advisor prior to investing.